speakers are passing the buckets. It's my great privilege and an honor. Great friend of the house. We're so glad that they're back with us today. I'd like to introduce, make sure you guys make him feel welcome, David Tompkins. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Come on up, man. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate you. Yes. Hallelujah. Woo. Good morning. Good morning. It's so good to see everybody. We're glad we're here. We're so grateful to be here. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Thank you for the offering. Thank you. Hallelujah. If you want to know more about that missionary training center, there are some uh, trifo brochures out there on our table that will actually show you pictures of the architect drawings of the building, uh, the first phase, which, by the way, your offering is going to help us to put shovels in the ground. Last year, yeah, hallelujah. Last year, last year we were there uh, doing a, uh, a ministry conference and some things there, and and uh, we were sharing the vision with them of what God had laid upon my heart and and just the things that God had shown me spiritually. And and as I began to talk to them, they began to weep. The church that we're based out of there in Uganda, Africa, and they begin to weep. And they begin, and the pastors there, they're they're like bishops. They they have many churches uh, that they've helped plant all over Africa, and they just begin to weep and say, "This has been our dream and our vision for many years, and we have been praying for somebody to step up and help us to make this possible." And so God is working uh, spiritually. He's, he's doing things in the spirit realm that we don't know uh, of all the time. But, but God is setting things up. Mm. And, uh, and they gave us the property. They donated the property for the missionary training center last year. And now because of your offering applied to other offerings that we've been given, we're going to be able to start yes. putting shovels in the ground and breaking ground and so starting that phase one. Yes. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The gospel is going out into all the world. Hallelujah. And it's people like you that are making it happen. That's right. Making it possible. And we thank you from the bottom of our heart. If you can't tell, I'm a little bit excited. I'm a little overwhelmed. And I'm very humbled humbled. at what God had spoken to you while we were having breakfast together. And and just your heart to be obedient and to to help us to do this. Amen. Thank you, pastors. Glory to God. Who knew what a good cup of coffee could do, right? (laughs) All over a good cup of coffee. I mean, is that your, that's your that's perspective on it all, isn't it? Thank you. Thank coffee. You. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, man. I, th- this is my wife, Shonda. I'm David Tompkins. You can find more out about us at the table back there. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about us. We came to talk about the Lord. Amen. We came to talk about his word. We came yes. to open ourselves up to a move of the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, thank God for the Holy thank Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Man, I'm, I'm going to tell you, we are in an atmosphere right now for God to do absolute Amen. miracles Amen. in the spirit realm. Yeah. Hallelujah. I sense there's a, just an, an anointing, if you will, uh, for kingdom purpose. For kingdom purpose. And, and I will make, get into that a little bit. But I want my wife to have some liberty to just share with you and greet you. Amen. I've, you've heard Good enough morning. of me. Right just to echo... Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So 
basically with every penny you've given, you're going to Uganda with us and into the northern parts of Africa. So thank you. Thank you in advance. We already have pastors from Egypt and Somalia and Ethiopia. Actually, they haven't even started churches. They're having groups in their homes and we already have them committed to come when we break ground and get that first floor built. So they're waiting. And this is amazing that we're going to be able to start soon and, and hopefully present the money when we go next month. No, two months in August. So I'm just trying to jump in the gun. But, you know, this morning, whenever I was, I was out in the back and, and just spending a little bit of time in prayer, and I felt a scripture that kept running over and over in my spirit. And um, it's very common. And most of you, if you've been in church any amount of time, you've either memorized it or you've heard it. But I felt like I was supposed to just reiterate and and just solidify for some of you. And it's out of Galatians. And um, it's 6-9, Galatians 6-9. Probably right off the top of your head, a lot of you already know it. But it says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. And another translation says, don't get tired of doing the right thing. Because at the right timing, you will reap the harvest if you don't give up. And as that scripture was rolling over, I was reminded of a story in the Bible where Jesus was on the shore with his disciples and he said, guys, get in the boat and go to the other side and I'll meet you over there. And so they get in the boat and he's, I don't know what he was doing. It doesn't really say, but they started. And what happens in the middle of the Sea of Galilee? But a storm hits So in the middle of them doing the right thing, they were doing what the Lord had told them to do. But a massive storm hits and they begin to panic and freak out and get afraid. And I mean, you can read it. The Bible says they were real afraid. But then what happens is the Savior comes walking on the water And right in the middle, in the middle of their storm, in the middle of the mess, their miracle happened. And then I was reminded, this is what my brain, sometimes maybe I'm ADHD, I don't know, it goes all over the place. But my brain went back to what the Lord reminded me of whenever my son was on life support in the hospital. And I looked at him unresponsive and I said, God, this is a mess. And he said, Shonda, there is no miracle without a mess first. If you don't have a mess, you have no need for a miracle. And the disciples were in the middle of the storm, right in the middle of the will of the God. And they had sown seed. They were doing what they were told. They were doing the right thing. And a mess shows up. But what happens? A miracle shows up. And then the mess is taken care of. And then the miracle is there. So I want to encourage you. If you feel like or you've said or you've thought or you've looked at maybe maybe a child that's gone away from the Lord or maybe your health. Right now I know someone that their health is a mess. It's a mess and nothing short of a miracle is going to work for them. But it doesn't matter because without a mess there is no miracle. So if you're in a mess, take this today and say, God, I claim that I'm in the middle of the perfect place for a miracle to manifest. 
so be not weary in well-doing, for in due season, at the right time, you will reap, you will harvest, you will receive what the Word of God says in the benefits of the harvest if you don't give up. Look over at someone and say, don't give up. Those seeds you've planted, they're still growing. It's still growing. The Word of God, it's growing. And it will produce the miracle that you need. So be not weary. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you for the offering. Thank you. I can't, I mean, just thank you from the very, very, very bottom of our hearts. Thank you. And Pastor, when we go in August, I'm sure that uh, Bishop Ancilla and Emmanuel will want us to record and we'll send you a recording of them thanking you guys. So you'll get to basically meet them. Amen. Thank you again. Thank you. Done. I'm a miracle. And my wife just shared with you her way of saying that I was a mess. <laughs> Sometimes I think she still thinks I'm a mess. But because of the graces of God, amen. I mean, where we are today and what God is doing in all of us. I'm talking about all of us and how he uses us. Come on, somebody. The fact that you're here this morning, unless you're a guest that's here for the first time, seeking to become maybe a part of the relationship of the family of God and the kingdom of God and to to step in to spiritual things and to understand what this Bible just really means and for you, for your life. Amen. Many of us here today are all born again, born from above, born into spiritual things, and we are absolute miracles, walking miracles for the kingdom of God. Come on, you know where you were, I know where I was, and now look where we are today because of the grace and the mercies of God. Hallelujah! The blood of Jesus Christ. Woo! Hallelujah! God is so good. God is so good. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you for having us. Thank you for inviting us. You had ulterior motives for bringing us here today. You secret little thing, you. (laughs) We're honored. We're honored to be here. We're honored to be in this house you know, there's no, it's no secret, church. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes you don't realize where you are, what you have from the inside looking out. Sometimes you got to be on the outside looking in to really get a perspective of gratefulness for where you are. And I'm just here to tell you today that so many people honor and recognize this house. They honor and recognize the pastoral staff that is here in this place today. We recognize the gift on your life and the anointing that you carry, the position that you stand in. It's honored. And I tell you today here in Manford, Oklahoma, you are a significant part of the kingdom of God. Significant. Significant. 
Hallelujah. You've got to understand today that the, because of the purpose that, that God has called you to and, and the, oh my goodness, the power of the spoken word that comes from this place. And the way that you're being trained in your position for righteousness. You know, there are so many churches out there that, that don't have what you have. Can I, can I just take my time and exhort this morning and just try to be really unctioned by the Holy Spirit today? I, I just want to encourage you to know who you are and what you have in the kingdom. Hallelujah. It's such a, uh, such a valued place and position. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I feel like just speaking a, a, a declaration, a word, if it's okay. I, I get like this. <laughs> With God's help, I'll always recover. <laughs> Hallelujah. We were here at the conference, at the Arise conference, and, and uh, Pastor had graciously asked us to be a part of that. And Man, I'll just never forget Bob Yandon stepping up to the podium and falling down. And I thought, oh, my God, if he can fall like that, I'm in great shape. I, you know, because some, sometimes, you know, I want to speak a spiritual word and a declaration over the pastoral staff here being unctioned by the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. There are greater things ahead of you. Greater things. Listen, what you have is great. But by the Spirit of the Lord, I say to you, there are greater things ahead of you. And God would say to you today to dare to dream bigger. Dare to dream bigger because nothing that you put your hands to will be impossible with the Lord. We know this. You know the Word of God. You know that I'm just declaring what the Word of God already says to you. But in this moment right now, it's very prophetic and it's very anointed. And, and in that moment, things are being created. This is for you. You're a part of this body. You're a part of this leadership today. And God would say to you to dare to dream bigger. And receive everything that God has for you. Put your hands to things that look impossible. For God will bring it to pass. All in his timing. All in his timing. I release that over this whole body of believers. No matter what you're going through. No matter where you stand. No matter what situation you're facing right now. I tell you, put your hands to the things that seem impossible. And speak and declare the word of God over your situation. And see the power and the anointing of what God can change for you. God is a transforming God. He is into change. He is into transformation. God's word teaches us to speak life over death. To declare that the things that look like they're dying, that we release life coming even from our own breath and releasing the word of God with authority and boldness in the power of God, in the, in the word of God. We release those things and God begins to create by the very words you release according to his will and his word. Whew. Hallelujah. 
Somebody needs to hear that this morning. Glory to God. Glory to God. Greater things are ahead of you. Greater things are ahead of you. God is building. God has his hands building some things in your future that you know not of. But greater things are coming. Hallelujah. <laughs> We've all experienced the storms. My, I, I felt as my wife was talking about the storms and how the storms come in. We were having a yard sale last weekend raising money for this Africa trip coming up in August. And, and uh, we had, it's the biggest yard sale we've ever done. And you know, how many's ever done a yard sale? You know what kind of work it is. It's, there's a lot involved. We had so much stuff, it was overwhelming to us. I mean, our yard, it was overwhelming to our neighbors. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? All the cars coming and going, stopping, you know, whatever. But we had so much stuff to sell that had been donated by friends and family and things like that. And it was just a little overwhelming. We set it all up on Thursday. Thursday afternoon all the way into Thursday night. And the first storm rolled in Thursday night. We scrambled out there, man. We started putting all the furniture. I had nice furniture. Listen, sometimes people give us the cardboard stuff because they don't want it no more. You know, they're just trying to they're just trying to get rid of stuff. Hey, listen, we'll take it. We'll try to sell it for the kingdom, amen. But we had we had people giving us like good stuff, furniture from like good furniture stores, hardwood stuff. And we knew we didn't want that to run, so we put it all together, began to cover it up with tarps and everything. And, and uh, man, it had all this glass on the tables underneath our carport, just long lines. It's from here all the way to you, brother, we had two tables of stuff like glass and uh, electronics and everything on two tables all the way down our big long carport there. And that storm rolled in. Man, it began to blow. It began to rain. It be, we woke up Friday morning. There was broken glass all over our driveway. Now, if I can be transparent, I'm mentally, I went into a hissy fit, man. Anybody know what a hissy fit is? I, I went into mode of kicking and screaming. Now, I didn't do it physically. Because I didn't want to look like an idiot. But in inside, I was looking like an idiot because I was doing it on the inside mentally. And I'm thinking, God, this sells for you. We, we raised all this for you. I mean, we went on to all this work. We've been working all week long. This is your stuff. We're selling it for money for your kingdom. We're doing this. We're doing that. Can't you protect this stuff from a big bad storm or whatever? And here I am cleaning it up, sweeping glass, and I'm having a fit. It was one of the biggest sales when we raised more money than we ever have in the history of PMI Ministries having a yard sale. We We set a goal that was higher than any goal we ever have, and we reached that goal. Just just a little shy, actually, of that goal that we had set, that bar that high. And God just began to humble me down just a little bit. And in all your kicking and screaming, I still sold all the good stuff that was left after the storm because I'm in this thing. 
Come on. God has a way of showing us he's in this thing. Hallelujah. My wife, give it glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. My wife shared with us, Jesus don't need a boat to get to us. But once he gets to us, he's going to climb in the boat. And your best bet is to stay in the boat. Come on, somebody. Turn your Bibles to the book of John, chapter 4. Hallelujah. And I just want to minister to you just for a few minutes. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Are you ready to hear a specific word for you today? God sent me with this word. This is nothing that I've uh, built. I, you know, God helped me to build this for this moment. And, uh, you know, I mean, you can preach the word from front to back, and I know that you're no stranger to the word of God. We've all heard this word before, but apparently God wants us to hear it right now in this moment. So I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but I am being a instrument of God to come to you with hopefully the voice of God saying, in this moment, this is where I need you to be. Is that okay, Pastor? As an evangelist, and, and you know, we, we uh, travel here and abroad, but as coming in today as a guest speaker to this house, feeling the liberty and the freedom that I do, I want to release a word that I believe that if you'll receive it today, it will help everybody in the kingdom. John chapter 4, I'm going to set this up today, and I just, I just want to pray first. Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, God, I am so grateful to be here and standing in this position at this table, this sacred table that has been declared a place of release, release. Release to your people here, to this body of believers. I sense, I, I stand in your anointing. I sense the anointing. I sense your presence. And I'm thankful for the power of your word today. God, let it be released in the spirit realm. May we receive it out of that spirit realm. And may it bring forth not just change, but transformation and, and encouragement to us today. God, let your spirit be manifested. May your Holy Spirit have his liberty in this place, God. I have come to literally release something and then decrease so that you might increase and do the work. And I'll give you all the glory in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said amen. Hallelujah. By the way, the worship leaders, where you at, worship leaders, you guys, man, that last song was my favorite song ever. I know nobody told you that, but that my, my wife will tell you that song, Thank You There from Bethel, that is one of my favorite all-time songs. I love being in the presence of the Lord, don't you? So if you go back, and, and I'm not going to read it there, but in the first uh, couple of verses of, of John chapter 4, it talks about how Jesus was down in Judea, and he said, I, I got to get to Galilee. And so they began to make their way from Judea, which is down below in Israel, and they began to work their way up to Galilee, which is in the north. 
But if you know anything about the geographical map of Israel, you know that Samaria is right in the middle. And even the scripture says when Jesus said, we've got to get to Galilee, the Bible says that they had to go through Samaria. So I, I want you to see how in this time and era, there is a division of Israel. Israel was divided. Judea, Samaria, which if you understand anything about the Samaritan culture, it was not a good culture to blend well with the Jewish religion, if you will. Uh, Samaritans were known to be the outcast of that country because of the culture, because of the history, because of uh, witchcraft, because of many things. There was a, a, a lack of morality there, a lack of ethics there, whatever. And, and Jesus said, I've got to go to Galilee, but I'm, I'm headed to Samaria. And on the road there, what happens is, is they're traveling and all of the disciples that are with Jesus start to become very hungry. Right about the time they're entering into the Samaria area there, all the disciples start talking about food. And so what Jesus does is he, he knows they have a natural instinct to eat. Does anybody like to eat? And so he released his disciples to go get some food. And while Jesus releases his disciples to go get food, what happens is, is Jesus sits down at a well, which we know, if we study, is, is the area where it, Jacob's well. Matter of fact, it could have been Jacob's well where he met that woman of Samaria, but there were a bunch of wells right there. He sits down at the well and I've come to share with you today that while the disciples were out finding McDonald's, Jesus sat down to eat spiritually. And I want you to get this in your spirit today, church, because listen, as the body of Christ, everything we do today ought to be spiritually driven, not physically driven. Come on, you've probably already been taught that and you should know that. But I've came to remind you today that, listen, even when it comes to food, there is more important food for you than Chick-fil-A. And, and you know, listen, I love to eat. Pastor Kevin, listen, I want you to know I am so proud of you. I know to get where you've come from you know, conference time. I've, I've seen your post. I've kind of followed you. To get where you came from to where you are now, no doubt, you know, you didn't have a pill to do that. You had to discipline yourself and diet. And unfortunately, I find myself having a really hard time with the discipline of diet. I, listen, I'll get there, okay? I'll get there. I'm working on it. My wife wants to keep me healthy till I'm 95. But we love food. I love sugar. I went into the doctor not very long ago, and the, the doctor, you know, they did a bunch of tests, and the doctor said, listen, you know what, you're, and, and I know I don't look bad, but the doctor said, listen, your test came back, and, and you, most everything looks really good, but you need to cut down on sugar. I said, I rebuked you. Get behind me, Satan. 
Get thee behind me. <laughs> I love to eat. I love my sweets. We were at Pastor Bob and Lee's house, and, and uh, I think Miss Tammy Kemp's been making some stuff for our uh, Uganda trip and, and uh, selling it as a fundraiser, and I had a little bit of apple pie and some pastries yesterday, and they were delicious. And then he tempted me this morning to have more before church this morning. But I'm talking about spiritual food. And I want to read you a text out of John chapter 4 in the context of the Samaritan woman at the well, starting with verse 27. Let's read it. Then his disciples came back, and they were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want with her? Or why are you talking to her? Because it was kind of taboo for any uh, Jewish man to be talking to a woman that they're not connected to. It was just unethical, if you will, especially a Samaritan woman. Oh, oh, the day that we had ethics back in our country like that. <laughs> I, you know, I just, our, our country is in need of us as the body of Christ to be spiritually driven and understand what moves God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. The woman uh, left her water jug, and I'm, I'm kind of coming in behind her story. She left her water jar, which was a huge resource for her. She's so excited because she just had some encounters with Jesus. She leaves her water jar because no longer does that natural part of her life matter anymore. And she leaves the water jar beside the well and begin to run into the village telling everyone, come and see a man who has told me everything I have ever done. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples were uh, urging Jesus, Rabbi, you need to eat something. And so they pulled out of the little Happy Meal or whatever and, you know, food that they had brought back and from wherever they went. And Jesus replied, now I want you to start paying close attention to the next words of this text. I have food that you know nothing about. Now listen, this is on the forefront of Jesus' ministry and the church. Now we know about that food. We know what kind of food this is. But on the forefront of what he's doing right here, he's trying to teach them, you got to step out of the natural and what you think is being uh, nourishment for you. And I'm going to show you that there are some things that you know nothing about that can help you and nourish you and build you up spiritually speaking. I love it. I love it. I want to know what Jesus was talking about. And then in verse uh, 20 or 33, I might need my glasses to magnify the word. Did someone bring him food while we were gone? The disciples asked each other. And then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. Underline that in your Bibles. If you write in your Bible, underline it. If you don't, take notes. Come on, somebody. How many know there's a special place in heaven for everybody who takes notes? You're going you're to have your own special place. 
because you cared enough to take a lot of notes from your pastor. Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know the same four months been between planting and harvest. But I say to you, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe under harvest. What's he seeing? He's seeing in the natural, but he's going deeper into the spiritual. He said it's already ready for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages and the fruit they harvest. Now watch. He switched over from what he sees out of his natural eye into what he's seeing in his spiritual eye. He says right here, he says, the fruit that they harvest is people brought into eternal life. Come on, somebody. How many, how many realizes that somebody somewhere was led by the Holy Spirit to come to you and lead you into eternal life? Woo! Never forget those moments. Never forget those moments when somebody cared enough about you to step into your circle and into your bubble And lead you into eternal life and receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Watch what he says. What joy awaits the planter and the harvester alike. You know the saying, one plants another harvest. And it is true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others have already done the work. And now I send you to gather the harvest. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. This scripture moved me with you in my mind, with you in my heart. I was praying for you. I was praying for this moment, praying for this day. And this scripture began to move me as I was reading, as I was studying, because I believe that Jesus is saying more more now than ever before, our nation needs to be evangelized again and again and again. You know it's true. The things that we are seeing, the the, the direction our, our nation is taking right now, the things that are falling apart ethically and more. Morally, listen, we are the body of Christ and we are called by God to harvest this earth for the kingdom of God. Woo! Hallelujah! Come on, somebody. Jesus was talking to his disciples and saying, I'm about to send you into a, a realm that is ripe for the harvest. And what joy, you don't even know the joy that awaits you as you are leading people into eternal life. I came, I came today with an unction of the Holy Spirit today so that you can understand the nourishment that Jesus was talking about. Listen, I am convinced, Pastor Greg, that a big part of the church in general is malnourished, spiritually speaking. How many would agree with me? Humble enough to agree together to understand today that there is food that we should be eating that we're not eating enough, spiritually speaking. 
I, I, I thought about, you know, and, the, and this came to me. This is just who I am. You know, rem, remember the days we all wore bracelets on our wrists, WWJD. What would Jesus do? And immediately when I was reading this scripture, the second phase of that whole line came to me. Hey, go make new bracelets. WWJE. What would Jesus eat? Put this scripture on there right now. What would Jesus eat? He tells us what he's eating. My nourishment comes from food that you need to learn about. And that is winning people to, to, to the kingdom of God. Leading them. Leading them by example into God's kingdom. How many know somebody out there in this world today? Listen, I know you do. You don't even have to raise your hand. Everybody knows somebody that needs to be led into the kingdom. Harvested into the kingdom. The disciples, I, I just got a kick out of it because I can understand it. They, you know, they come up to Jesus and, hey, have you ate? Let's eat. We got we got some goodies here, you know. Open the bag. I kind of wanted to have like a McDonald's uh, double quarter pounder with cheese up here with me today, or whatever. Just you know, I just thought it would be a good uh, visual, if you will. But but then I would have been tempted to eat it while I was ministering to you, and I don't think that would have been good either. Part of our conversation yesterday with your pastors on the way back from Tulsa was talking about some of the best hamburgers in Tulsa. I don't even know how we got there, but it became one of our conversations talking about where the best hamburgers in Tulsa is. Why? Because we love to eat. We enjoy good food. And Jesus says, I've got good food for you. And it's more important for you. Listen, Jesus was saying the food that I will give you is essential to you. You are a part of the body of Christ. And it's essential that you learn the spirit realm of nourishment. We put so much emphasis on the natural. But Jesus wants to turn it around. We're always concerned about our body and our soul. Jesus is more concerned about your spirit and your soul. Come on. Pastor just mentioned it today. You get your spirit lined out and your body's going to do what it does in kingdom principles. Whether I rise first or whether I'm alive and get caught up, the truth is, my spirit is already sitting there and my body's going to get caught up to beat it one day in the Lord. Come on, somebody. He says it's essential. It is essential. Essential means necessary, of, of the utmost importance. It is essential that you learn how to nourish yourself in spiritual things. He's talking about us being released. And, and, and let me move on. Look at verse 34 again. Jesus began to explain what he was talking about. My nourishment comes from number one, doing the will of God who sent me. And number two, 
finishing his work. Doing the will of God. Doing the will of God. Finishing his work. You know why I believe that the church in general is in the malnourished shape that it is? Because we've got so caught up in the natural. Please, please love me through this. We've got so caught up in the natural that we're not nourishing ourselves in the things of the spiritual. We have got to a place, and, and church, listen to me. I don't even know how we in general as a people, I mean, at one time, we were a very strong nation under God. There was a time, Brother Kevin, that we were a very strong nation under God. And my declaration is that we are still a nation under God. But our nation doesn't act like it. Our nation is in need of evangelism again where people like you and me will go out to do the will of God and complete the work that he started. Hallelujah. And that is where we will really get fulfillment. And I believe that the church is hurting today because they don't have the fulfillment of doing the will of God and finishing the work. Come on, somebody. How many believe? How many agree with me that that's pretty important today? It could be very essential for us today to learn that we have to step back over into understanding we must be about the Father's business. We just mentioned it today. All the signs of His coming are always, they're already in your yesterdays. Our time is shorter than we think for the harvest. I don't know why God called me to do what we do. But I am very grateful that I am called uh, in, in the office I'm in. And listen, me and my wife served as pastors for 20 years. But right now we are standing in an office of global evangelism. And we see hundreds upon thousands of people coming to the Lord all the time. And I am so grateful that God is using us to bring in the harvest. Because if you can't tell by now, I feel very fulfilled of how God is using us. And there is a great joy in my life. And I want you to experience that joy because it is essential in kingdom principles. I know that you know people that you love and you like and you are acquainted with. And God is calling us today. This is the message. God is calling us today to do His will and finish His work while we have time to finish. How many agree with that? Somebody give Jesus some praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo! I want you to eat the food that Jesus eats. Eat the food that God puts on your table. It's opportunity. Open opportunity. When you get up in the morning, 
Let your prayer be God. Show me opportunity today. Now listen. I grew up in a. uh, I want to use the right words here. Because I'm on video. And it's probably going to go out to the whole world. For whoever sees it. I grew up in a religious element if you will. Of believing that to evangelize. You had to be what we used to call like Bible thumpers or whatever. We were in Kansas City being me and my wife and our pastors from Victory Church in Oklahoma City. We all went to a Kansas City Chiefs game last year. Go Chiefs. I don't know if you know this or not, but they did win the Super Bowl last year or this year. Uh. But while we were in Kansas City walking around downtown, there was a man there that was standing on the street corner and he was holding his Bible and thumping it like this and just preaching just as hard as he could preach with a, with one of them uh, bullhorn kind of things and people walking by the hundreds up and down the streets. Not one person stopping to hear him or to listen. Now listen, a lot of people heard him. But people wasn't stopping to listen to him. And it was in that moment that God began to just revelate me more than ever before. If you want to have effective evangelism, you have to do it out of relationship. I'm not saying that if you feel called to preach on the city streets that you shouldn't do it. That's not my message. My message is, if you really want to win somebody, show them that you care about them and strike up a conversation. Hallelujah. And that, you know what? That's not always easier than said, right? Because if you're like me, and listen, this is going to shock you. I think I shared it with you at the Arise Conference. I am what, I, I feel I'm an introvert, If you see me outside of this circle in ministry, now there's a switch that God has allowed me to flip on, if you will, and and minister. But after this, I will probably shut back down and become pretty quiet. I'm kind of a quiet guy. I'm not a very outgoing, uh, boisterous type person. And so it's not easy for me to strike up a conversation with someone I don't know. But listen. That's where the effectiveness of the gospel is. Am I telling the truth, Pastor Bob? That's where the effectiveness of the gospel is. It's to care enough about completing the work of the Father to strike up a conversation with anybody. Listen, don't let your opening statement be, have you received Jesus in your heart? Turn or burn, fly or fry. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you remember those, don't you? <laughs> Ask them what they do. 
Where are you from? What do you do? What do you do for, uh, you know, what do you do for a living? What, you know, just, just ask them to tell you about themselves for just a little bit and you will be amazed at how quickly you find yourself having a good conversation. And then at the right time, at the right moment, you just interject something of Jesus into their life. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You know, hey, 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 listen to me. You don't even have to talk about uh, Scripture, if you will. Just let the Holy Spirit inside of you be the influence for them. Let them feel the Holy Spirit off of you into their own lives. Woo! Hallelujah! Devils know you're anointed. The people of our nations should know you're anointed. They should be able to sense that anointing coming off of you. But you got to get close enough to them for them to know it. Hallelujah. And then I'll, I'll close with this right here. Listen. Right now, there is a... Uh, what do I want? What's the word? There's a, there's a drive. There's an agenda. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. There, there is an agenda in our world right now to make you think that before, for, before you'll ever be effective with anybody, you have to blend into where they are. We're not going to blend. We never, we're not called to blend. Love people. I love people. I love everybody. I, listen, I love them where they are. I don't love where they are. The world wants you to think that you have to show them that you accept them as they are before you'll do any good to them. Listen, we don't live by the standard of this world. That is a lie from the enemy. That is exactly how the enemy wants to make the church of no effect. The power of who we are is that we step back. We step right up to someone in sin. But we draw a line between them enough. Enough to say, I love you. But God's will is is for you to change. And, and do that, do that in kindness, do it in love, do it under anointing. But people have to know that if they're living against the Word of God, that God wants to change them. Come on, somebody. When you get to that place right there with anybody in your life, you're going to experience the joy that the Word of God is talking about. He said, oh, what joy awaits those who are harvesting the fields. I think last time I was here, I talked about harvesting the fields. I don't know what it is. You know what I think it is? By the Holy Spirit, you're in a good place to harvest. I could have I could have probably preached on anything and the last two times I've been here both times I've talked about fields of harvest. What is that saying to us spiritually church? You are planted in good place. 
what used to be the Bible Belt of America is now in need of evangelism once again. God help us to win the lost at any cost. I usually don't toot anybody's horns. Uh, We've been affiliated with a lot of great ministers. But you know we're from Edmond and... uh, it's the base of Life Church, Craig Rochelle. And I have heard these words out of Craig Rochelle's life. And I'm not, listen to me, I'm not condoning or promoting. That's not my goal here. My goal is to say that I believe this was a true statement. He said, we're going to win people over to Jesus regardless of what it takes. Now, you know, if you're going to be effective at winning Jesus, you've got to have the lines drawn somewhere, right? But that's the goal, is to win people to Jesus and then churches like this discipling and training leaders, spiritual leaders, to do the same thing all over again. That's exactly what we do in our Bible schools in Uganda, our conferences, everywhere we go across the world. We want to win people to Jesus. We want to disciple them. And then we want to train them to be spiritual leaders to start it all over again. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen? Have you enjoyed the word today? Have you got anything out of it today that's going to help you? Is it going to help you? Hallelujah. What, what are you interested in? The disciples were interested in natural food. Jesus was more concerned about spiritual food. I'm challenging you today. What are you interested in? When you leave this place today, does your neighborhoods and your marketplaces and your workplaces become your mission field? You don't have to go to Uganda. You don't have to go to the Dominican Republic or the Philippines. You don't have to go out of this country. One of the greatest mission fields that we've ever had is at our fingertips. And I want to challenge you to love what Jesus loves. What, love what he loves. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this word today. And now I ask God that you will manifest yourself under your spirit. God, having full reign and full liberty. I want to release a liberty today for the, the musicians, if you will, to come. Hallelujah. And prepare yourselves for... Uh, I don't know whatever God has in mind coming up. Move, Holy Spirit. Move, Holy Spirit. Move, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Can you join me just a moment in corporate prayer today for the next portion of this service? Father, in the name of Jesus. Have your way in my life. Have your way in our lives today. Do what you will in this place, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Move by your Holy Spirit. Let there be encounters, Holy Ghost encounters, spirit, soul, and body encounters in this place today in Jesus' name. Father, we ask that there be a liberty for your spirit to move.
In Jesus' name. The Spirit of the Lord is with us today. Presence of God, presence of Jesus is here today with us. Listen to me. Becoming a part of the kingdom of God is the greatest thing that has ever happened in my life. Being washed by the blood of Jesus Christ where sin and shame and guilt and all of that stuff that I used to carry in my life from all my bad choices it was all washed away and God gave me a fresh start. Best thing hands down that has ever happened in my life. And I don't presume to know everybody in this house today. And so in this moment today, I want to ask, if there's anybody here within the walls and the sound of my voice that you have a drawing right now in your heart to make a life change and to allow God To bring in life where it feels like you're struggling to live. And if that's you, you simply are saying today, I want to enter in to do the will of God. I want God to have His way in my life. I want to be uh, brought into the the family of God sin-free. I want to know what that's like. If you're here today and you say, that's me, I want to make a change in my heart. I want to make a change in my life. I want to accept Jesus Christ to become my Lord. If that's you, if there's anybody here, I want you to slip up your hand right now and let me pray over you. Is there anybody by an uplifted hand you say, David, that's me. That's me. I need to put some things behind me. I need to be forgiven of some bad choices I've made in my life. Is there anybody? I wouldn't be much of an evangelist if I wasn't speaking this area right here. Yes, sir. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody? Come on. Yes, yes. Anybody? You may be a guest here. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I remember the when I went as a guest to the church that I got saved in, I was holding on to the seat back in front of me. They had to pry my hands off of the seat nearly to get me to go to the altar because I was hanging on for dear life. But when that altar call was given, I knew I needed to let go and let God come into my heart. And if you're here today and you're saying, I need to let go and let God Raise up your hand. Anybody else? Real quickly, let me see your hand. Anybody else? Amen. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the hand that was raised today. I thank you for the decisions that are going to be made today in his life and in his heart. I thank you, Lord God, that you are confirming right in this moment, Lord God, that you brought him here for purpose and reason, 
for not not necessarily for reason, but for, for purpose and destiny. For your plan to become his plan. For you to forgive him and to wash away the sin, the guilt, or shame that comes with that. I'm going to pray a general prayer right now. I want everybody to join me, including the man that raised his hand today. Let's pray this together. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, about to be my Savior. I turn my life to Him, and I turn my life over to you. And I ask that the blood of Jesus will wash away the unrighteousness of my life. Forgive me of my sins. And give me a brand new start today. Father, I pray now that by your strength, I will walk from this place in your grace, empowered to say no where I once said yes. And as of now, I stand in a newness of life and a life change for the rest of my life. I accept that in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Hallelujah. Can you put your praise together for Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Everybody look up at me. How many of you today were challenged by this word and you say, you know what? I know I've got business to take care of, spiritually speaking. How many of you? I love how Jesus finished this portion of scripture out by saying, oh, what joy awaits them. People who are going to complete the work of God don't know the joy that's involved. But if that's you today and you say, you know what, I want God to lead me into doors of opportunity to witness and to share the Word of God, to witness about the gospel, witness about my Jesus. I want God to open those doors and allow me to put uh, fear, timidity, uh, intimidation, put all of that behind me enough that I can build relationships and become an evangelist in God's way to the people that I'm connected to. If that's you, raise up your hand right now. Shonda, come up here and help me. Keep your hands raised right now. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus right now with hands lifted up in this place, I pray over them, God, and I thank you, Lord, that you are confirming, confirming this word, Lord God, by by their hearts, by their desires to do the spiritual things of your word, God, to be the church, to be a part of the kingdom, to make a difference in the kingdom, your kingdom. 
to make a difference in people in their sphere of influence, Lord God. To make a difference in family and friends and workplace and marketplace and all of these places. Lord God, in Jesus' name, I pray that you will help them. Let the Holy Spirit come up and out of their lives, Lord God, to become an effective witness for those around them. In Jesus' name, I pray over them that you will supernaturally, spiritually bless them to experience a harvest like they never have experienced before. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. And everyone said a big amen. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Close your eyes with me for just a moment. I was just reading this morning in the Word of God about healings. Not just how that Jesus went about healing, but I was even reading this morning about gifts of healings and and how the Spirit of God desires, the will of God desires to bring healing to people who need it. <laughs> I've known people that have carried healing or carried sickness or diseases because they fell in love with the attention. And I've, I've prayed over people like that that have been set free and begin to realize that the attention was all of the enemy because God wanted to completely heal them and set them free. And I know today, not that I believe, not that I feel, I know today that if you're here and you need a healing Spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, all of these realms that it is God's will and desire to completely heal you and set you free. How many believe that? If you're here today and you need a healing in your body, maybe you need a healing mentally. You know, all of us have come to know that there are people that are broken on the inside. And I want you to know we care about you. And we love you enough to do something about that. And I want you to do something for me today before I close this out and give the service back to your pastors. If you're here today and you need a healing in any area of your life, I sense an anointing to just make a declaration over you. I want you to stand up to your feet right now. If you need a healing in your body, you need a healing mentally. Whew. 
Come on, keep standing if that's you. If that's you and God's leading you to stand and respond to this call of action, just go ahead and keep standing. Just keep standing. Whatever it is that you need healing over, you listen to me. The power of God is in your corner. The Word, the Word, the powerful, the bold, the authoritative Word of God is in your corner. The life-changing words of our God. You understand this is not just a book. These are words spoken under an unction inspired by God himself for you in this moment. Healing is yours. Healing is yours. Healing is yours. Healing is yours. If I had a hundred dollar bill and I stood here and I said, if you come up, you can have this hundred dollar bill, what would you do? You would get out of your seat and you would beeline it to get the money, right? God says healing is yours right now. Listen, now is the time to beeline it in the spirit realm and to get what's yours in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm struggling because it's just in my DNA to lay hands on everybody. Huh? Yeah? Yeah? church look around right now just look around you listen you are the body of Christ right those of you who are sitting by someone that's standing right now stand up to your feet and begin to surround them right now hallelujah back here back here over here back here back here Surround them. Come on, church. Spirit-filled church. Holy Ghost-led-filled church. Come on, somebody. Stand up and begin to lay hands on. Begin to lay hands on. Hallelujah. Come on, release it. Release the spoken word of God. Release it over their life and declare it in the name of Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. Healing. 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 Healing in the name of Jesus. Healing. Bresto Healing in the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. I feel like I should be holding your hand. Come on. Healing. By the Holy Spirit of God, the spoken word of God, let there be healing. We declare it today. We declare it today over you. In the name of Jesus. Never the same. 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 Healing in Jesus' name. Come on, church. Come on, church. Pray it like you mean it. Pray like it was yours. Pray like it was yours. Speak it and declare it. Release it by faith. God's doing it. God's doing it. God's doing it. God's doing it. 
Right now, God's doing it. God's doing it. In the name of Jesus. 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 Healings. Miracles. Healings. Gifts of gifts, gifts of healings in Jesus' name. Gifts of healings. Pearl. Gifts of healings. Be released over this body of believers. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's yours. It's yours, sister. It's yours. Make a declaration today from your own heart. That everything that these people just prayed over you, you're not walking away without it. And regardless of how much the enemy tries to jump on your shoulder and talk all that negativity, you know what the Word of God says. Let it be set today and unmovable from your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Let it become unmovable, hon. Know that what the Word of God says is yes and set yes and amen set amen amen glory to God I believe that something very supernatural just took place you know it's amazing and I'll turn it back to you pastor we were in Nigeria one year and um, we were holding a crusade and a conference at separate times and so many people were coming in and there were there were people just flooding the area and we just my wife sensed that we were going to pray for miracles and we just stood on the platform like we did just now and we just began to pray that God would move we didn't know who we were praying for uh, we delayed it we didn't lay hands on anybody but we just begin to pray just like we did, declaring the Word of God, declaring the, the, the will of God over people's lives. And man, I'm telling you, people's legs started growing back into place. I mean, we started seeing absolute supernatural miracles and no one had hands laid on them. God began to do the work. Listen to me. Never doubt what God is doing in your atmosphere. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. He's God. And I'm not. Come on, Pastor. Thank you so much. We love your church. Please come by our table. See us. We love you dearly. God bless you. Thank you, man of God. Love you, brother. Amen. Well, before we close out, I want to give you an opportunity to sow into this ministry, PMI Ministries. And uh, if you didn't have an opportunity or wanted to participate in the offering uh, towards the Mission Training Center, you can still do that. You can still do that continuously as we will continue to partner together with this ministry. But I encourage you to go to the table and buy up their merchandise because 100% of that goes towards their trips 
to Uganda. So just encourage you to do that. So if you want to give, you can give by just giving to Lake Church, and we'll make sure that 100% goes to them. So if I had the ushers stand up, we've got some handsome ushers, don't we? We've got some handsome ushers, amen. Tiny Dancer over here. That's, that's what I call Jerry now, Tiny Dancer. So praise the Lord. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we just give you praise. We thank you so much for the word, the impartation of the Spirit. And we just thank you, Father God, that we walk away empowered by this word, going forth and partaking of the spiritual food that will cause us to grow and cause us to increase. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, at the close of service, our... uh, firework tent is open so if you're wanting to pop early or buy early i encourage you to get uh, out there they've got some good stuff amen karen said i want the big stuff so they got a bunch of big stuff out there so uh, you're going to be the hit of your neighborhood in more ways than one amen might be some cops called, but hey, it'll be fun while it lasts. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, God is good and greatly to be praised. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.